Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast, part two of our crossover with Ryan Finkelstein of Locked On Mets. On this uh, version of the crossover, we're going to talk about Juan Soto, get Ryan's thoughts on the contract, which he turned down. Uh, and we had talked previously, Ryan, so we'll get into some of the thoughts we had before and we'll see if anything's changed. But first, our intro video. Daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back at it, Ryan Finkelstein, Josh Neighbors here. Uh, We are going to be talking about Juan Soto. So Ryan, you and I did an episode a little while ago about Juan Soto to the Mets. And actually it was a, did, it did pretty decent numbers on, on my end and people had thoughts, you know, like F this, this is dumb. <laughs> uh, this is really stupid. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Did you see a lot of reaction last week after the contract was, was turned down? People were kind of seemed like, all right, where's he going to go now? Is, is this over? It's done. Like to me, it's obviously a starting point in negotiation, right? It was not a disrespectful deal. It's not also one that I would take if I was him. So your thoughts on the contract and kind of the reactions that you saw, what you observed following the news. Well, I do think that uh, it could change, obviously. Um, I I think the crazy thing about it is, what exactly, give me the offer again. Do you know what the offer is again? 13 for 350. 13 for 350. I think it was was right. So I think it's like 26, if I remember right, like 26 million a year. Yeah, it was, it's just below 20. It's like 26.9 is what it is. It's So it's it's right at the point where it's you can't quantify it as insulting. At the same time, when you think about the player he is, the right. age he is, and the fact that I don't think any of us believe that in, in two years his value is going to be lower. If anything, it's going to be higher, right? It could have another MVP or a MVP on his resume. It is an insultingly low offer, like like for that player only. Because I look at, and I did a whole article about what Juan Soto's extension can look like, and it was like the clock is ticking on the Nationals. It might have been when we talked about it last. Yeah. And the deal I came up with that would make sense right now is a 15-year, $525 million contract. Uh, and I don't 15 for 525 Yes, which is 35 a year oh for 15 God. years. You call it crazy, but – uh, I mean, that's what, you know, what, what Tatis got 341 or 340 over a 14 or something. So, and he was a little bit earlier into his career. So he, you know, maybe had a little right, less he, leverage than a yeah, he, well, he went for the security as opposed to, you know. Yeah. So I don't, I'm just saying, if, if you're talking about a player his age, the thing about it is if he gets to free agency, he's going to be young enough that Scott Boris can legitimately try to get a 15 year deal. And I don't even think it would take him through his 40s. And, and so because yeah. of that age, that's why, like, I, I don't see him signing before free agency because that opportunity is there. And once you get to free agency at that age, he's going to get a ridiculous contract. Like $500 million to me is the starting point. It just is. I, I So actually, I disagree with that. I think when you just think about that dollar value, right, like half a billion dollars, Yeah, it's just – it's not – worth it financially to go that high 12 you know i think like when you think about mookie bets like 12 for 365 
he's a great player, but like that's a little bit of an of an overpay. Like some of these are overpays. Like Max Scherzer contract is naturally just an overpay, right? Is it? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't put it past him to make it a good contract. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's also another factor in this too is that we've seen somebody get forty million a year now. Um, the only issue is, you know, that was a much uh, shorter period of time. But you look at the biggest contracts, like that's why this deal is not insulting is because you can't call it insulting if it's the third richest baseball contract that would ever be handed out, right? Yeah, like, yeah, from yeah. That insulting is too far, but yeah. But also to your point, like I has there ever been a player who is this young who we're just like, dear God. It, it, I mean, it's abs, it's just, it's like, and he's clearly getting better. Like he- it's like Pretty, the closest thing we've seen to Bonds. Yeah. Like, no, his, I'm his, sorry to exactly. say, like, and I know it's really early to make a, a statement like that because Barry Bonds, I mean, is you look at every number and you but watch But his second half video. was pretty close to that. We hadn't but seen yeah, a player get on base like that since Bonds. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the fact that this guy, I could say that I could see Juan Soto getting on base to like a 550 clip for an entire season. It doesn't feel ridiculous. Just, just think about that. It's insane. So, yeah, I mean, it, this is the guy that, you have to turn down that contract if you're Juan Soto because right. there's so much more on the table for you if you just wait. The the interesting thing too is like, you know, I mean, he just keeps getting better. So like, I wonder what the upper bound limit here is. I mean, he, he might just keep pushing this thing as, as far as possible because look at the strikeout numbers too. Like that's a huge indicator to me. Like the fact that we saw it drop, the walks increase. Now people might say, well, you know, hey, um, you know, like, why would they uh, – teams would have walked him more because, you know, uh, uh, there's nobody else around him to be afraid of now. Like, that didn't really feel like it was much of the case, though. Like, you know, you know what I mean? And um, I just felt like it was such a complete season. But people didn't really pay attention much to it because, obviously, the Nationals were out of playoff, con- out of playoff contention. But still, it was amazing on day-to-day. And the, the big value to me is the fact that we saw what happened when they had Trey Turner – Kyle Schwarber and Juan Soto together, just a house of fire, right? And having a player like Juan, who you can make an argument, you know, depending on the lineup, could hit one, two, three, and four would be dumb, but you could hit him fourth. Um, and the fact that he makes lineup construction so easy for you, and the fact that their lineup stayed good, like this guy is just everything you could want. And so while he is not maybe the star, the marketing power that Bryce Harper was, and I think that was a big part of, you know, his, his contract is that, you know, it, paying for also a guy who puts butts in seats and sells jerseys. Juan as a player at this point is like so far advanced. I can't think of anybody else who is this good, this consistently good this early on. And so all of those things come together. Also, the Nationals can't let a second guy of this caliber walk. Yeah, Be- You just can't. Bryce was acceptable, right? You, you let him walk because you had some other choices to make. Because you had Soto, though. That was the thing. Right. You did. You had Soto. It's like, like, like that made that decision so much easier. Soto debuts. Yes. Yeah, so they had no idea year. he was. They had no idea he was going to be, you know, this. They didn't know this, he was going to be this, but, but what right. he was in his rookie year at, at whatever it was, he 20 or nine. He was 19 that first year, I think. Yes. Right. I mean, you're like, OK, he's a teenager and he's already awesome and, and you could just project forward. Yeah, it's that was the whole thing in the article I wrote. Is I, it was a lot of comparing Harper to Soto, and, and how can you let this happen again? This is definitely the time that they should be trying to get a deal done. But you have to like, I could see it where if you could get over thirty million dollars a year and you get a really long contract, maybe you can you can start to get something done. But like I said, I still think that 
They're going to want that five. You, you look at what Mike Trout got. He got 426 and a half. I think they're going to want to top that. You know, like they're going to have to give him the biggest contract ever. Um, but it could be still affordable if you if you sign him now. If you sign him to a $450 million deal for 15 years. That's where I think it ends up. I think 450 is the number. I, I don't think is it's that, Is that 30 a year? 450? 450 divided by what? You said 15? Five, yeah, is that? No, not quite. Uh, I believe. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, 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 right, yeah. year for 15, yeah. Yeah, that 45 divided by, yeah, it's three. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think, yeah. I think 450 is kind of where it lands. I think it's it's definitely where it lands. The one comment that I saw was really concerning was where Juan was like, uh, I'm letting my agent handle all of this. He is in control of the situation. And, <laughs> and it's like agent Scott Boris. Scott yeah, Boris. So, you know, so there's there's a chance. But I think, you know, you don't come first with a godfather offer. It's not what you do, right? Um, but I, I think he stays. I think the Nationals keep him. I think he's just such an asset to have long-term and just to, to ice a guy like that up, just, you know, just say, all right, we got him, you know, and it also as a, as, a, as a personality, you know, he's learning English and, you know, that stuff does sometimes. Here's you know, my question. How, how yeah. much of $450 million is deferred? <laughs> so yeah, which is a national <laughs> special, right? Uh, you know, they're going to be paying Max Scherzer for a while uh, with the deferred money and whatnot. Does Juan yes. Soto's contract stretch into 2060? That yeah, I mean, he, it's like his grandkids will be collecting the money from it. You know what I mean? That, that's <laughs> gonna be that's gonna be how it ends up, how it ends up working. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, the the thing is the th- the thing that's tough about this, and the reason why I was telling you beforehand, I, I'd said it on the last podcast, like I would hate to see him on the Mets, whatever. Like the number of teams that actually can get him is very low, right? Mm-hmm. There are not that many teams that can get a player like Juan Soto, and so I think it's important for stars like this to stay in markets like DC. DC is a I always call it a middle market, right? It's in the capital of the United States, good sports market, but it's not a New York. It's not a uh, even a Philadelphia, you would say, in Atlanta, a Los Angeles, Chicago, places like that. It's between that and like Milwaukee, I would say, right? Kind of somewhere in the middle. And when you consider that, like, I, I think it's really important also for our sport that we have guys stay in places like that. So we don't have guys, you know, just go to the Dodgers, right? I mean, yeah. uh, they just uh, they stockpile talent. Uh, the Mets, right? You know, it's, it's good to see talented players there, yes, but we don't want all the talent in, in, these, in these concentrated places. So that's just my two cents. I, I think it's good for the game if he stays. Now, do you disagree with that sentiment? I mean, you know, obviously, I think it's great for the game if he's in a Mets uniform. Of yes. course, I would, I would think that. Uh, but yeah, no, I do, I do believe that. And like I said, uh, when we were talking about Zimmerman, we we just don't see a lot of these players now stick it out and stay with one team. And right, you know, in the, in this article I just wrote about Zimmerman's retirement, I mean, we're getting to a point where you have Freddie Freeman who could be on a different team, Clayton Kershaw who could be on a different team, Kenley Jansen, and you're getting to a point where the list of guys who have played on one team for 10 years is getting below 10. It's it's very few are actually staying with that one franchise. It's great to see Mike Trout get the contract he got, so he should be an angel for his whole career. Um, and Soto falls into that type of camp of a player that if you are the franchise that develops a, a Juan Soto, that should be your number one priority moving forward is just catering your entire franchise to that talent because he's going to cultivate, you know, a generation of nationals fans just from being, you know, one of the best hitters the game's ever seen. And I I'm with, I'm totally with you on that 110%. And also the one interesting thing is if this contract goes and gets, uh, if, you know, if you sign him 12, 13 years, like 
he could ostensibly go somewhere else actually at the end of it if he wanted to go do something else because he's going to be 36, 37 years old. So and, uh, and I would imagine too that there would probably be opt outs in those types of contracts too. Just, just, yes. you know, that, that's kind of how, how Boris operates. You know, it's, it's like, it's like how A Rod signed like, like two 10 year contracts with a span of like three or four years. It felt like there yeah. um, in, the, in the middle of his prime. So, yeah. So, which is, you know, the crazy thing, I actually mentioned this the other day. Like thinking about basketball, think about a guy who is actually at Juan's age, um, 23 years old. Like you're you're kind of already on your second contract at that point. It's weird to think you, know, you got a lot of guys who are becoming free agents at like 26, 27, 28. You know, that's kind of that range. Um, th- you're on your, your third or fourth contract in the NBA. I mean, the great players are on like their third. You know, you're signing maybe your, uh, your rookie deal is what, three or four years your second deal, you're, yeah. you know, Depends 18 to sign. The option or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll go until you're 23, 20, you know, 24, 25 and sign another one. And it's, that's the one thing I don't like about baseball. It's like, it's just like, there's a pinnacle for your earnings potential. And then, and then, you know, the rest you have to kind of figure out on your own. If you're a, you know, cause there's so few top tier players like that. Um, it just takes so long to get to the money too. Like that, that is yes. the thing. even the, you know, if you're, if you're a lottery pick in the NBA, especially if you're, you know, a top five pick, I mean, you're already starting to make, you know, $10 million as a rookie, you know, as opposed to these, you know, Juan Soto, I'm sure if you look at his career earnings right now, he might not even be at $5 million at this point in his career, just because he's been, uh, is this his first year of arbitration? Maybe Uh, this, I think it's his second year of arbitration. Second year. So maybe he did get a pretty good, a pretty good first year salary, but still uh, that's the big difference too, is, you know, if you're, Jason Tatum. I mean, how much money does he have in the bank? And they're probably playing close to the same amount of time here. So it's, it's the, it's one of the things about the sport that I, I definitely believe has to change, but like you ever go on spot track and just look at the, uh, or um, yeah. And look at like the arbitration years. It's like, Oh my God, TC, TC, ARB one, ARB two, ARB three. It's like, dear God. And I, also the, the concept of arbitration to me is always hilarious. It's like, we want you on the team, but we want to pay you less. So we're yeah. going to argue. We're going to go argue, and then we're going to go to a courtroom and tell tell them why you don't deserve the money. Which good luck going into an arbitration hearing uh, against Juan Soto. Like good, good luck trying to convince an arbitrator that he's not worth whatever he's asking uh, to get paid because he's obviously worth every penny. Uh, all right, one quick word from our sponsors here. Today's show is brought to you by Built. Uh, Built bars are delicious. They're good for you. They're better. Then candy bars. Candy bars usually have 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Most built bars only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 uh, grams of net carbs, and also 17 grams of protein. Go to uh, built.com today. That is built.com, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15. And you guys can get 15% off. Now they've got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. So go to built.com today, promo code LOCKED15. Uh, how do you think this ends, Ryan? Do you think this ends in inhibiting free agency? I think they get a deal done before he gets a free agency. I think they basically say, look, like we'll make you the offer, you know, 450, um, keep you here. All sides will be happy. No reason for you to go to free agency. What do you think he's going to go, though, don't you? I think he's going to go to free, especially if you're telling me he's going to leave it up to his agent. Um, I, again, you better come forward with an offer that is, is going to be, you know, the setting records, because that's always Boris's aim, especially when you have this prize type of a client as a Juan Soto. So, uh, I, I personally think it could also end up in, 
in a trade at some point as well. I mean, if you don't get a deal done, obviously they're going to play out this season, but if they're going back and forth and they can't come together on something, I almost think that that's the other thing is they got a comp pick for Bryce Harper. You can't do that twice either, right? You can't fail to sign and fail to trade that type of a player because, you know, trading Juan Soto could also set up your franchise. It's just, it shouldn't come to that. You should get a deal done. Um, but if I if I had to bet on it, I don't think I would necessarily bet on that type of a contract. It's just because uh, the fact they already won the World Series. I know you may have a difference of opinion there. I, I think that changes things a little bit for them. And the fact that they have so much money tied to, to Strasburg and everything right now. I don't know. It feels and, like a franchise that's in Corbin. Corbin. For what five more years at least for for Corbin's Corbin? three Corbin's, oh, Corbin's uh, three got, got the um, Strasburg's five maybe because it was, it was Stras- they're on the hook for for old Steven. Um, I hope they got insurance on that contract that helped the Mets out with David Wright. <laughs> yeah, I mean you hope they did because it's just it, for them right now it's just a complete money pit. That could be part of this too. The, the like- one problem too is when uh, these owners they get insurance on a player, uh, it doesn't usually mean they they're committed to to reinvesting that insurance check. They're they're usually just going to pocket that thing. That is a that. yes. That is a boat. Uh, that is that's what it goes to. Right, it goes to pay for the uh, you know a new boat or something like that. Uh, Patrick Corbin on the hook until twenty twenty four. So he's got three seasons left, counting this year. Twenty three million, twenty four million, thirty five million in the final year i mean and, and also That's too like it's code. it's hilarious to watch them like just throw them out there every fifth day right now it's like look you kind of know what the result's going to be but i mean we're paying you and this team does not have anybody else to take your spot in the rotation so we're just going to keep chucking you out there is there um, a chance that, that he, he ends up bouncing back i mean he, what is he of is course he, i mean 2020 i i don't remember how he pitched that year but it's not i mean he was good not in 2019 it's not like that was that long ago but. well the, the thing for him is um because the slider is such an awesome pitch. It's like, you, but you, you, got, you got to be able to set it up. And the, the setup pitches were just getting completely cranked this year. I mean, all over the place. Uh, high hit numbers, too. And so the problem is, you know, if, if, you, if you can't get to a space where you're throwing that pitch with two strikes, you're going to get be in trouble. You know what I mean? You, you actually have to get to that one-two count uh, where you can use a slider. And you can't just keep throwing sliders to get there. You know what I mean? It's, it's a pitch that doesn't usually land in the strike zone. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the thing for him. And then it's like Strasburg. It's it just it's sad the Strasburg thing, uh, because you know that was like he was the face of like the new Nats. You know what I mean? He and Bryce. I, I, I'm sorry if you saw me laugh for a second. I'm just looking at Patrick Corbin's numbers and the five eight two ERA, sixteen losses. I know we don't care about losses anymore, but that is uh, that there is was there was rarely a time we were like, yeah, Patrick Corbin didn't deserve that loss. Like they're usually, <laughs> they were usually. They were typically on him. There was it was rough last year, man. When they were throwing John Lester out there, and they were throwing Corbin out oh, there. You're like sorry. the bullpen guys, like everybody get loose because we might need all of y'all today. Because the you know, between those two guys, they usually wouldn't make it out of the fourth inning. Uh, <laughs> so it, it was it was pretty taxing. That's why it's like this team's got a long way to go. I'm, I'm wondering if you think that's a factor too. Like, do they have to show they have a commitment? To, you know, like what kind of what looks like Dude, a commitment these, to win? These stats. I'm sorry, man. You're awful. S- slugging percentage against his sinker: five forty four fastball, five thirty nine. Just got torched. Even the slider got hit. Yeah, at, he, at times he yeah. gave up fourteen home runs on his best pitch on the slider. Yes, I, I think that's the thing too. Is like generally speaking, it was a pretty good pitch. Wow. But like, uh, yes, it, even he that, that out was, over the middle of the plate. And yeah, I mean, because he had to throw some strikes. It was it was always behind the count it felt like all all the time and that is the, 30 wait hold on 32 th- 36 home runs allowed 
Yeah, it was. Look, it was. It was a pretty. Wow. It was. It was a rough season. But once again, the Nationals lacked so much depth; they traded away half the the, the team. So number it's like, two's right, got opening day, right? So he's, he's, he's he's look. He might be number. He might be number one. I, I'm Strasburg's not there. Is is Corbin the saddest opening day starter in MLB history? I I think is is Patrick Corbin, dude. I remember watching a couple years ago. When Bud Norris was out there for Houston, I think at one point, I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do Bud Dylan Norris. G for the Mets. Dylan in 2013 G. or 14 was well, a pretty Didn't he have that one. one red hot year where he was like, oh, he was decent, out. man. He had a little, little 3 5 ERA for a season there. He was, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was very good. But also, I mean, you had the guys recovering from that 19 season. We see it all the time a- after you have a season where guys throw more than they're accustomed to, especially to win a playoff, you know, see, uh, the win playoff series. And the, the Nats really, they they relied on him so heavily. Like he was oh, the yeah. guy they, they that bullpen was not great. He was kind of the guy they went to after the starter was done at, at big points, and and they 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 rode him pretty hard. So I think you're seeing some of that too. Now I will say he's been out there every fifth day, which you can't say for everybody else. Um, so at least he is a body. He is somebody to throw pitches. Uh, is is the is really what he is at this point? Uh, how do we even get down this rabbit hole? Of talking you, about Patrick, you think Gordon? they put he puts that his, on his occupation? He's no longer a pitcher. He's just someone who throws pitches. Someone, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think he needs to get the ERA above uh, below five, and then he can become a pitcher again. Right now, he is oh, just someone man. who pitches. He is not yet a he is no longer a uh, a pitcher. Tyrone um, Walker in the second half was also someone who threw pitches. He yeah. was definitely definitely somebody who just threw pitches in the second half last year. Um. What do you make of this? This Marcus Stroman stuff on, on Twitter has been really interesting. I like I'm a, I like Marcus Stroman a lot. I think he's a really good dude. Um, I, I I like his willingness to interact with fans. Um, but it I, I don't like the fact that there's a large group of Mets fans who are turning on him now. I, that makes me upset just because I think that time should be looked on pretty favorably. Uh, I thought he is, especially as a competitor, like he's one of those guys that just he's on like the Scherzer level, like just really gives you know gives a shit like every time he's out every mm-hmm. single pitch, you know. And, and and shows and emotes that too. I don't like to see this kind of um, this breakup happening right now. You know, this kind of post, yeah, you know, going to a different team thing. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, I loved watching him pitch too, and I think for a while I would be generally on board with his his social media persona. Like it, it wasn't too bad, uh, but down the stretch uh, of the season, and then ever since he was a free agent it has gotten uh, a step too far. There, there's been times where he's, he's stepped in it and had to delete some tweets and everything. Um, we just had that, that one recently about, about Billy Epler. Uh, I think he reacts a lot to the loud minority on, on social media, you know, the, that the, the Kevin Durant syndrome. That's yeah. Right. That, it's that's... the faceless avatars that really, and, and I Twitter eggs. It. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I get that they uh, can say some horrible things to get under your skin, but um, then you kind of make some sweeping generalizations about the entire fan base um, that maybe goes a step too far, especially because there's been there's a lot of Mets fans that uh, are, are still kissing up to Marcus Stroman. So it is kind of surprising some of the uh, reaction that he's had to, to people on Twitter. But the the Mets are so online, like they're between the owner and some of the players and their fans too, like very online as a team. Yeah, yeah. It's, so we'll see. He's the he's the Cubs. Though- uh, content for you right now yeah I, I guess so i haven't talked about him too much i kind of uh he's a cub now so i don't really focus on uh, on uh the little beefs he's having on twitter anymore but it did provide some content throughout the season i won't lie uh all right one more word from our sponsors here today's show is brought to you by our friends at bet online and betonline.net they've got ufc boxing 
hockey, uh, basketball, college, and pro. Bet online is the best place for all of your sports action needs. Even though football is over, there's still plenty to bet on right now at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. New sleek interface as well. You can go on your phone, on your tablet, uh, on your iPod Touch. If you still have one, you can get connectivity and you're over 21 years old. So go check them out. BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, Ryan, I enjoy, I enjoyed talking some baseball with you. It's pretty crazy. We talked for over 40 minutes considering that nothing is happening right now in the, in the boring business things are happening right now between major league baseball and their players association. Um, do you think kind of go back to something we talked about earlier? Do you think they get a deal done in time or do you think we're heading for lost games? Lost games. If I had to, if I had to say right now, if you give me one or the other, I'm imagining some lost games, but um, you know, until we get to that, that February 28th, uh, deadline there, we'll hold out some hope that maybe, uh, cooler heads will prevail because I'm sure there's a lot of cool heads when you have Max Scherzer and Rob Manfred in a negotiating room, you know, $80 million apart on the, uh, the threshold there. Enough space to be, yeah. um, also friends, go check out college baseball right now. Go check out, yeah. go check out college softball as well. Telling you, Ryan softball, not sure if you've ever watched before. Unbelievable. Two hours in and out, high level of play, hit a lot of dingers. Uh, high level softball, SEC level softball, Big 12 softball. It's great. I, I love it. It's, it's fi- my Diamond Sports fix uh, is, is being, you know, is being satisfied with that. And also college baseball has just begun too. So your local team or, you know, go out and see your local team play. Uh, it's actually been pretty warm. How's the weather been on your end? You're in Florida, aren't you? I'm in Florida. Weather's uh, weather's pretty good here. Last week, I was visiting my sister. Her uh, surprised her for her 30th birthday, and she's up in Chicago. So weather kind of sucked out there. I was very happy to be back here yesterday. Go out for a nice run, 70 degree weather, nice little breeze, sunny. Uh, it's all it was good 70 here. here. It was 70 here as well uh, yesterday. Um, got to call the Richmond Spiders baseball game the other day, 70 and raining. So I was like, I wish, you know, no rain would be like 75. Uh, but yeah, just go, that, that's the baseball we have right now. So go out and enjoy that, uh, while we're waiting for major league baseball to come back. Ryan, as we wrap up here, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? You can follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can find locked on Mets wherever you get locked on nationals. You can also find some of my writing at justbaseball.com. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore on Twitter. You guys can find the show Locked On Nationals wherever you guys get your podcasts and on YouTube. Ryan, as always, man, it's a pleasure. Yep, for sure.